episode of Much To Do About Nothing. Welcome back. We had a week off, but we are back. So much news to break down. Uh, but I want to not only introduce my co-host, Joelle, but I want to also throw out another Happy Father's Day. Uh, hmm. to- oh. <laughs> are you there? I lost you. There you go. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, yes, I wanted to throw out another Happy Father's Day to Joel. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Your Instagram uh, post was adorable. Oh, yeah. It was late, but I got it out. <laughs> you almost had me go out and buy a family just so I could I could throw out a post myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the Internet all all day looking, for, looking uh, to buy one. It's not as available <laughs> as you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, you have a good Father's Day? Yeah, I had fun. It's not bad. Good, good, good. Um, did you try the Crash Bandicoot game yet? I have not. I have not. All right. Um, okay. All right. So let's get into this, Joel. I want to first start with um, a moment of silence for all mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Net fans that thought Brooklyn ran New York. Yeah. We can go ahead and give them a five second uh moment of silence. Let's go ahead and yeah. do it. It's too long. All Why? right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't tell you how quiet the uh the area of New York called Brooklyn was after their loss. Um yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh here's the thing. I don't believe in excuses. I told you that before. I told you I don't even believe in, um, you know, one of those wins where it's like, man, we played really hard, but, like, you know, we lost from the last second shot. I don't believe in that either. I believe in you win or you lose. How you won or you lost does not matter. I also do not believe in getting tired. Don't believe in getting tired. <laughs> and the reason why I don't believe in getting, t- getting tired in a sport there's a whole legit name for what's supposed to prevent that called strength and conditioning, meaning they train you to prepare for things like, I don't know, in overtime. Um, you know, and again, this team chose to, you know, sell off a, a lot of really good pieces to go get James Harden only for James Harden to give them just James, not James Harden. They just gave him James. He wasn't able to be James Harden. So to me, mm-hmm. you made your bed. Kyrie injury prone, Harden injury prone, Durant magically is the only one not injury prone. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, no excuses. They lost simple as that. I don't even want to hear about, mm-hmm. you know, the refs being too stingy on his big toe being on the line. If any part of your body on. is on the line, it's it was on the fucking line. It was pretty obvious. Yeah, no, I'm like, if any part of your body is on the line, it's a two pointer. Simple as that. Yeah, it wasn't barely. It was definitely on the line. Exactly. So, just really quickly, Joel, because I know me and you are excited that they lost, but we also really don't care. So, your <laughs> thoughts? Your thoughts on the Brooklyn Nets getting sent home, uh, in their home, for Game Seven? But funny because like uh, I watched like the whole game, 
because uh, it was like a Saturday, right? So like I was at uh, my brother's house watching it and then it went into overtime. I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to go home. So I went home after that and I, I it didn't even last long because by the time I realized it, I found out the Bucks won. I'm like, holy shit, like what happened? Because it looked like the Nets were going to take it in the beginning of overtime. So I was, you know, shocked uh, to find that the Bucks actually pulled it out. Um and it came down to a last second shot by Durant, you know, to, to you know to win the game, and it just didn't fall through this time. You know, it was actually short, I believe. Um, it was but, an air ball. Let, let, let's be honest, it was an air ball. Air ball, right? Air ball. Yeah, and, you know, shit. You know, after forty, he played like the whole game, I believe. So it's like, yep. it's exhausting. I get it. At the same time, you know, I should have never got to that far, that point. Um, and look, you could make the excuse there was no Kyrie, but you have to also know that Kyrie's injury prone, like you said. James Harden is also injury prone. So yes, did he play on one leg? He sure did. I have no doubt about it. Um, and miraculously, Durant stayed healthy. So good for him. You know, if anything, you should take pride in the fact that he didn't get hurt again. So I was that, about to say that was probably if you're the Nets, that was probably the brightest spot for you because that was that was money well spent. Hell yeah, yeah. And, and again. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, to be fair, we can't in this instance call Kyrie injury prone because that was a very freak injury. It was like – it was almost how Mitchell Robinson got injured with the uh, – not not the uh, not the arm one, the, the leg one. Um, uh-huh. We kind of just land wrong. You yeah. Know? Um, so it was a freak injury, but James Harden and his hamstring thing – I, I really and, and I'm not an athlete, so I'm I'm saying this with the highest form of ignorance. I don't get how athletes uh uh tear their, their hamstring as often as they do. I, I don't know, I don't know. Like think about what you do every day and how a hamstring is usually never a problem of yours. Well, I definitely don't do what they do, but yeah. No, 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 no. No, I completely agree. But it, it's such an injury that's especially today that's kind of a little rare like you don't really see many people go through that in the nba it's really like here and there so i wonder what and i know you don't know but i wonder what causes it because the way he was playing it was if it was as if he had no lift like he couldn't drive to the basket because like the hamstring just wouldn't let him yeah i mean that's what it was his hammy wouldn't let him do a lot of the stuff that he normally likes to do um but look I mean, he also didn't come into shape. Uh, I mean, come into the season in shape either. So right, he kind of forced his way out of Houston, and it kind of bit him in the ass a little bit. Exactly. It may, so at the end of the day, it may it may have bit him in the ass, you know, overexerting himself, and bam, pulled a hammy. Yep. And I do want to say this, even though um, not only do I not give a shit about the Brooklyn Nets, but I am happy that they lost. Um, I do want to say this. Milwaukee tried their best to give Brooklyn that game. I mean, they tried as hard as they could to lose that game. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, or like everyone's been saying, Durant had no legs going into overtime. He went 0 for 6, including the air ball for a chance to, uh, to, seal, uh, a chance to win the game. Um, but, again, to me – No depth. Yeah, yes, 100%. But to me, I always look at it like this, man. You, They call you the best player in the NBA. If yeah. I don't make excuses for LeBron, I damn sure ain't making excuses for Durant. 
Um, so you lost. It's as simple as that. You move on. Well, um, they were so ready to suck that knob if you made that shot. So they better make sure they're going to crack it open <laughs> after he missed. A hundred percent. They were ready to crown him if he made that shot. And I won't, I, you know, I don't lie to you, Joel. I sat here and said, God damn, man. Like, come on, Milwaukee. Really, guys? And when they said it was a two, I was like, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah i was like oh yeah because i feared he made that three um but to go to another team we could probably care even less about or couldn't care even less about really? um the sixers got sent home it, let me just say this to the Knicks fans just because it looks as if atlanta has a possibility at making the nba finals does not justify a our loss. I see so many Nick fans saying, well, at least we didn't lose to a team that, um, you know, that wasn't legit. It's like, that doesn't make our loss feel any better, bro. <laughs> that is a team we should have beaten. That is a team Philly should have beaten. Um, I- I'm not that impressed with, with Atlanta. I- I'm really not. I'm-, I'm really, really, really not, but I can't be a hater. They're out here winning, you know? Um, and in the NBA that, or in sports in general, that's very hard to do. So hats off to them. Uh, they reminded me a lot of the Warriors, Mark Jackson's last year of coaching them. Remember where Clay got, uh, fouled out against the Spurs and Spurs went on the win game seven. Hawks kind of have that magic about it. Um, but who knows? Maybe Milwaukee will be their Spurs. Um, I, I, I will tell you what I would love to see um, the shootout between the Hawks and the Suns. Um, But anyway, my question is, because we could care less about the Hawks winning or the Sixers losing, what are your thoughts on what Philly should do with with Ben Simmons? Um, They should definitely – I think they should trade him. I think it's time. Is there anybody you think – you could think of just off the top of your head. I'm not even trying to put you on the spot. If you don't know, then – excuse me, we move on. Anybody you see uh, desperate enough to pull the trigger on a guy, they know right now, we're only talking right now, not what it'll turn out to be, but right now does not want any parts of shooting or scoring the basketball. But a team that's that's desperate enough to get a all-pro defensive player and probably one of the best assisting rebounders in the league that's not LeBron James. Right. I mean, as long as you have a, an offensive team, I think he would fit perfectly. And maybe not as a guard, but as, as, as anybody, as, as a forward, maybe as a point forward, as a secondary ball handler, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd work perfectly on, on an offensive team that already can score. Or, like, if you have, like, shooters at every position, reset. Like, they had, it's not like they didn't have that already in Philly, but they were too Ben-dependent, <laughs> if anything, you know what I mean? Yeah, not dependent on him. That's what it is. And I also want, because I know a lot of people were giving him some slack, but we cannot give uh, Tobias Harris any slack. Tobias Harris is the same guy who was ridiculing the NBA for giving Julius Randle a spot he thought he deserved. Um, and Uh, And for you to virtually come out here and really not do as much as you're being paid to do uh, is a problem. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now I know because because Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons, we immediately go to him. Um, but if Tobias over the course of this series was matching Embiid and at least averaging at least 25, I think we're having a different conversation here because, you know, Tobias would, would have been playing so well, it kind of cancels out how poorly Ben was playing. But I think the problem came down to if Seth didn't have it, that team just it, – it, it, it was Embiid or bust. And what I find funny about all these these commentators are Ben Simmons has never been a guy that was going to go out and get you 25 to 30 a night. Ben mm-hmm. Simmons was never a guy who was going to put up 20-plus shots in a game. That's just never been who he is. Now, I, I get it. You would assume through, you know, maturing and as the years went by, he would develop. Um, but, again, this is a guy who really does believe – um, and obviously he, he understands he needs to change it, but this is a player who believes he can win games just giving you 15 assists and 15 rebounds. I don't know where – I don't know what sport. He must still think he's in – where is he from, like uh, Australia or something? I think he thinks he's overseas. That that shit might work overseas. But here – yeah. That was Australian, yeah. Yeah. Here, that does not work, Ben. You cannot win games – when your second best player cannot score. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you can't be the second best player if you can't score. Yeah. Now, you could be the third best. Like, here's, third, here's yeah. how Ben Simmons could work. Ben Simmons could very easily be the Draymond Green of any team in the NBA. Problem there you go. Is, problem That's is a good comparison. The Warriors, on a night-to-night basis, never ask Draymond to score the ball. Albeit Draymond is a good free throw score and a good shooter. Um, well, you know, good shooter in comparison to Ben Simmons. Um, right, right, right. But on a given night, the Warriors are Steph, Clay, and really whoever else. Uh, and that's why Draymond Green flows so well with those guys is when they double Clay or Steph, Draymond hits the occasional corner three, or he just brings right. the intensity, uh, you know, defensively, or he just is a high assist guy. So Ben Simmons can work being exactly what he is. He just needs two other alpha males that he could fit right. Like, for example, I know a bunch of people are going to say it won't work because essentially the two would butt heads. But if the Trailblazers could find financially and really trade-wise a way to get Ben with CJ and Dame, he he, he could 100% just be their Draymond Green. Yep, I agree with that. Now, no way, no way in hell Philly doesn't want uh, CJ McCollum, but right. that would right. be the perfect spot. No, and that's the problem. Like, like, what does Portland have that that's not Dame or CJ? And you're like, oh, why well, can't give you? I'll have to give you one of them, and then I mean that sucks. <laughs> like, right? Because you're right. I think it would work. That like that would be the nice icing on the cake for that team because he definitely helped them defensively where they would where they're missing like I like um um what's his name that's on the team now but I think Ben Simmons a better version of that. Okay. Right. And <laughs> and where Ben Simmons would help CJ and Dame a lot is he could give you that hard screen. That hard screen to give Dame or CJ that two or three uh extra seconds to put up a shot. 
uh, as a defender tries to fight through Ben Simmons to to get over to the to the shooter. Um, he would be great, but again, the, the days of of NBA teams being swindled are far over. No one is willing to be that stupid anymore. Um, so yeah, no way the Trailblazers could make that work. Um, and and I do think if you're Damian Lillard. Some of that might bother you knowing that Ben needs the ball in his hands, um, which is extremely ironic because you would assume the guy that wants the ball in his hands can actually score the ball. The ball right. Um, right. So, but you essentially never on any given time want Ben just standing around. So he would obviously have to be the one that brings it up to court that orchestrates the offense. But right. the other problem with that is, convincing Damian Lillard to just be a spot-up shooter. Yeah. You yeah. know? But again, we don't have to worry about that because Damian Lillard is not on our team, nor is Ben Simmons. But I was just curious your thoughts on Ben, and I don't disagree with anything you said. I do think you need to trade him. Um, I think Doc's answer let you know that he's willing to trade him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I don't agree with a lot of people that said, uh, you know, Sixers are looking stupid for not trading for James Harden. I think people forget they just watched the whole series where James Harden essentially was not even there. Well, but a lot of that was injury. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, if you're the Sixers, there was no guarantee James Harden wouldn't have still been injured. Uh, playing on a different team doesn't make a player any more healthy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, right. um, so to me, if James Harden was fully healthy, hundred percent and they still lost, then I would say, yeah, if you're the Sixers, you roll the dice on that. Harden and, and Joel Embiid in a pick and roll, that's probably the most deadliest pick and roll probably in NBA history. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um but yeah, you know, to me, I don't think if you're the Sixers, I don't think I don't think you, you kick yourself about that. Um whatever comes from the availability of trading Ben now like I really do think if you're the Wizards, right? You figure out a way to get Russell Westbrook out of there. You trade Bradley Beal, and you get Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. You get those two guys in a package, maybe a draft pick or two, and you send Bradley Beal over to Philly. You know, I honestly think if you're the Wizards, I get that Bradley Beal wants to be a homer. It seems like he wants to retire Wizard. I don't get it. But at at some point as an organization, you have to say, A, we have to move on at some point because we're just not winning. And B, you have to say, what's a way that we could get this guy somewhere he belongs, which is in the winning circle, and not have to completely build from the ground up? Go go get some draft picks from the Sixers, Ben Simmons, and Seth Curry, and you try to assemble something with that team, and, you know, just rebuild. Um, so that's definitely something that should be in, in the Sixers' thoughts of like, hey, Washington, please <laughs> give me Bradley Beal. Um, and you make that work however you can. But um, we can go ahead and move on. I know you're not a big Madden guy, but uh, any thoughts on Patrick Mahomes and Brady sharing the cover for the new Madden? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm just not good at Madden. Not that I don't like it. I just I like playing it. I'm just never good at it. <laughs> so uh, it's cool. You know, it's one way to do it. You know, the future and past technically, right? Yep. Uh, Oh, I like it. It's, it's, it's a good – I thought it was an interesting idea. It looks good. So, Who would, 
who would be the NBA version of that? Would it be like Luca and LeBron? Yeah, something like that would make sense. You know, Luca and LeBron right now would be a good uh, version of that. Um, yeah, it could uh, Kobe and, and at the time maybe Kobe and Durant. You know. Oh man, that would have been yeah, that would have been great. Or, or Kobe and Devin Booker. Yeah, Kobe and Devin Booker. I mean, now if Kobe was still playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be Durant and Booker. I would, even say, I would even say, God rest his soul, even retired, just showing like Durant, it, like it's the passing of the torch. Like Durant, huh. uh, not Durant, I'm sorry. Um, Devin Booker is the new Kobe. Right, right. Like I would even love that. Because um, essentially you having Mahomes and Brady there, even though Brady is still playing, you're essentially saying the past, in the the future right exactly. um, yeah so to me that would be because you know Devin Booker and LeBron's game are like they're not even comparable like it's no right it's still closer to Luca even though Luca's a better shooter exactly <laughs> exactly but Luca right now is not producing wins so uh actually I, I'm glad you even said that thank you Joel um it seems as though they're looking to blow that team up and get Kristaps Porzingis out of here. Shout out to Max who said the Knicks would live to regret trading away Kristaps Porzingis. Shout out to you, Max Kellerman. Um, but if you're if you were running Dallas, what would be the first thing you do? Because you are you Rick Carlisle's gone, so you can't put it on the head coach now. He decided to get the hell up out of there. Um, is your first move trying to find somebody dumb enough? a la the Sacramento Kings, to, to try to get Kristaps out of there? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, because now they got a new – they need a new – they need a new GM and they're going to get a new coach. Ooh, I think that might be something that they're going to listen to. Um, unfortunately, his, his stock is low at the moment. You know who – Surprising. You know who <laughs> I could see going after Kristaps because it wouldn't cost you much? Believe it or not, so, I see Boston. Remember, Boston wanted him. Remember, Phil was was willing to trade him. A lot of teams, a lot of teams. Well, That's yes, a- yes, yes, yes. But I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, as far as a team that wanted him, that now is that now is in a position because they're trying to also hit a quick restart. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see Boston trying to do um, a, a trade to get Chris Stops in. I don't see how Boston would figure adding Chris Stops to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum gives you more wins. Right. He had this year, but I just, I I don't know. Like he doesn't have star power. So you can't even say, I want to get him just to sell tickets. Um, That's why I said the Sacramento Kings would be a spot because it'd be literally no pressure. Like literally no one would care if he went there. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad one. I mean, would they be willing to? Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad place to look at. Like, hey, Sacramento, would you give us this and this for for KP? They yeah, might. Essentially, if you're Dallas, you need more shooting, um, so you can get one of their one of their three point shooters from over there. Um, I, I mean, Harrison Barnes would give you at least more than what Kristaps gave gave I mean, this. Harrison team. Barnes was already a Maverick. Yeah. So to me, I'm like. Putting Kristaps there, where you kind of put him in a situation where clearly he's uh, A2 to De'Aaron Fox's A1. Um, 
and you know, he's in a situation to where there's literally no pressure. Just go out there and ball. Like now you have no excuse because De'Aaron Fox isn't Luca. So he's not looking to literally eat the ball for a full basketball game. Yeah. So, you know, now if Chris Sops can't make it work in Sacramento, we got to start having bus conversations. I hear uh, Latvia is taking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can always go home, Chris Stops. You can always go home. Um, but yeah, so that's a really interesting thing I want to keep an eye out uh, yeah. on over there. Um, because look, what we're seeing right now, Joel, is uh, what's his name? Brian Windhorse. His words really coming into fruition. Uh, you know, looking like Dame's unhappy, depending on who, because uh, it's between Chauncey Billups and Becky Harmon to be his. Um, looking like he's unhappy. I heard reports today that CJ is unhappy. Um, so we're seeing a lot of a lot of big names really not happy with what's going on. Uh, you know, and I'm not I'm not adding any recognition to this, but. You know, the report did come out of Zion's family not wanting him to continue to be in New Orleans. You just uh, got them. <laughs> well, I, here's I, I, as far as the report, the report was saying they do not feel as though uh, they're they're doing enough to right. um, create a winning culture for Zion. Okay, I I heard that too, but I was like, he just literally it was only a year ago. Not like he's been there for four years, like a full contract yet, you know. Yeah, no, look, again, it's family. So, you know, family kind of is like, we know it, we know what our, our, you know, our son can do, put him in a better position. I would also add um, that this is not a bad team constructed around Zion. Yeah, maybe. Um, The only problem is you just need Brandon Ingram to take that next step. And I don't know. I, Every time I see Brandon Ingham, I swear, Joel, he reminds me of Andrew Wiggins. The ability to be a star in this game, but just comes off so lackadaisical sometimes to where you're just like, Ingram, the way you score, you could be a walking bucket, but the the consistency is just not there. Um, And and again, look, I, I get it. The way Zion is built, that's not a body you want to bet on uh, that could that could go through five years of losing uh, before you're able to put something winning around them. That's kind of a body that – that's on the clock, especially the way that he plays. He doesn't shoot. Mm-hmm. He's all basket. <laughs> like, like, you're putting his body through a lot. Um, so, in my opinion, I get what they're saying, but I also want to remind everybody – especially Nick fans don't even don't even add any attention to that because I guarantee you the Pelicans will overspend and give away every draft pick before they trade away Zion Williamson yeah and they'll ask for the fucking moon yes a hundred percent and I tell you what that fool had more 40 point games than anybody that plays on RT <laughs> so I would understand why they would ask for the sun, the moon, the stars, the clouds, everything. Um, for a guy who cannot shoot to get more than one 40-point game is very much amazing to me. 
Um, shit, I don't remember last time uh, Giannis got 40 points, and he can shoot a, a little bit. Um, so to me, that kid has shown that he can be a superstar. Um, but, you know, Lonzo being a guy who's not ultra-aggressive offensively, and like I said, Ingram just not being all that consistent. Um, and, you know, Josh Hart was injured a lot throughout the year. That yeah, team was what it was, man. Yeah. It was. Weird. Weirdly, I mean, it is what it is. They have um, Harry Bledsoe play shooting guard a lot of the year. A lot of young bench. Um, but they had a decent starting five. I mean, at the end of the day, they had a, a good enough roster, in my opinion, that, to make the playoffs. They, they, they've undersold. Right. Right. Um, but again, they play in the West, and it's very difficult to gauge a young team like that. Like, I mean, look, it all Phoenix, all Phoenix needed was a Chris Paul for them to be where they're at now. I mean, that's all it took for Oklahoma City. <laughs> exactly. So to me, we're we're in a league now where it's like a player could swing that pendulum crazy. Um, so who knows? Who knows what that is for the Pelicans, you know? Um no. I will definitely tell you that um, uh, if Zion gets a – and it's hard to say this because Lonzo is such a great point guard, but a Chris Paul-esque kind of player, you would definitely imagine that team could, could be at least 15 to 20 more wins better than they were last uh, this, this current season. So, again, who knows? But, again, they are not on the Knicks, so we can go ahead and move on to some geek talk. Yeah. Um, we saw the report last week. Barris O'Fee from Star Wars The Clone Wars could be making her return in the live-action Ahsoka series. I talked with AJ about this. I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm curious. I'm curious what Dave's idea is for it. Um, first thing I thought was she would be an Inquisitor working for Thrawn. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, it, it sounds good on paper because we know she's got some long-standing beef with with Ahsoka. Um, but just really how it works and why now? Like last time we saw her was in season five, I believe, of Clone Wars. What mm-hmm. the hell has this woman been doing since then up until now? Um, you know. So again, that's for them to explain, not for me to worry about. But I would just have to see how she's integrated. Um, but Joel, uh, you interested at all to see Barry Sophie make a comeback? Um, I didn't really like. That's cool. I mean, it would be nice to see, but uh, it's not like I'm like, super excited for it or anything. Because uh, I don't know, she, uh, she was an okay character in Cold Wars, uh, and like you said, they have history. So I, I don't mind. I don't want to mind them bringing it back because of that. As long as it's explained well, I'll take anybody at that point. But you know, um, I'll take it, but you know, uh, it doesn't really uh, move the needle in terms of my excitement. Fair enough. Um, all right, so I want to move on to some more Star Wars talk, and that is the report today that came out. Um, I don't remember what the trade was, I apologize, but the report was that uh, Dave Filoni is developing an Inquisitor show, live action show. <laughs> We will see Inquisitors in the Obi-Wan show, and that will bleed into their own spinoff. Um, I enjoy that. 
I told you as soon as they showed us the cast of the Obi-Wan show, I told you exactly who I thought were Inquisitors. Uh, so if Inquisitors are indeed in this show, uh, that was very obvious to me. Um, but an Inquisitor show sounds awesome. Um, and they were saying the premise could be uh, kind of like Finn, Joel, from Force Awakens, where it's the one Inquisitor that kind of sees things as like we've gone too far and maybe starts to rebel a bit. Um, so I like the idea of that, of one fallen Inquisitor taking on the system of the other Inquisitors. Um, but as someone who very much enjoyed Rebels, Joel, uh, would you be interested in seeing an Inquisitor series? Uh, just to say, I, I, I haven't heard anything about this at all. I don't even know where it comes from. <laughs> um, Let me pull it out. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I need. I would need to know who the main characters are, because um, I don't. I, they were cool. And they were cool villains. They're cool. That that's how I look at them as just villains. <laughs> so I, I would need to know more about like about them. Like, what what do they do? Are they still around? Like, what what time period is taking place? You know, who's leading the show? Which inquisitors? You know. Stuff like that, because that, that's definitely a, a part of um, Star Wars canon that doesn't get touched on enough. Because you know they, they, we know they exist, and we've seen them in Rebels, and then we saw them in um, Fallen Order. Um, so I'd definitely like to know more about them, and why. I mean, like how they were established, and are they still around? Stuff like that would be interesting. But like, I need a good protagonist to keep me interested. Yeah. yeah, Dave. Dave actually created the Inquisitors. I know um, that. But I'm yeah. the well, rumor not, coming from. <laughs> oh, it came from the hashtag show. Oh yeah, they gotta they're earn pretty my. Pretty solid. I mean, they haven't been the greatest, they but they're pretty they, solid lately. They used to be pretty solid. I don't know, but recently they they say a lot of shit. Um, I've been tracking them, so we'll see if their shit starts coming true. But they they were back in the day pretty solid. I don't know about anymore. Um, but I will say Dave said, uh, well, he was alluding to the idea that the Inquisitors were created as a way to kind of finagle around the rule of two um, so that he could put some more red lightsabers in hands. Because, um, cool. you know, it's the, the rule of two. You can only have the master and the apprentice. Mm -hmm. um, so he thought, what if I just made like a, a hit force, all of people force sensitive that have red lightsabers? Uh, and in came the Inquisitors. So I do believe that Inquisitors some way or another is in Dave's plans. Uh, that's his baby. He created them, and I'm pretty sure he would like to see what they look like uh, in live action. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure the Inquisitors, whether this report is accurate or not, the Inquisitors are coming. We see everything so far that Dave's introduced in Clone Wars or Rebels are getting the live action treatment one way or another. Um, so it's not out of the realm of possibility for the Inquisitors to make an appearance at some point. Uh, it just doesn't have to be what this report is reporting. Um, right. It's not out of the realm of possibility to believe that it could happen. Um, right. All right. Let's move on to something that is undeniably true because we physically saw it. And that mm -hmm. is the set photos of not only Joel's 
OG Batman and Michael Keaton on mm-hmm. set as Bruce Wayne, all grayed up. But also Sasha, the love of my life, uh, getting some wire work as Supergirl. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you, Joel, your thoughts on her Supergirl and the fact that they that she will definitely not be blonde. Um, <laughs> for anyone who thought that was even remotely possible. But your thoughts on um, seeing her suit in full? Clearly, yes. Um, so, yeah, we got a clear shot of Sasha Cal or Callie, whatever. I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. Uh, in, in her uh, Supergirl costume. Because all we got was a logo a couple of days ago. And then, bam. Like, literally not that much longer after that, we got full costume. We're like, oh, shit. So far, it's the only full costume we've gotten. But I'll take it, you know. Uh, it's pretty. It's a very pretty suit. Um, it's definitely nothing like the classic Supergirl suit, uh, but neither is her hairstyle. So that makes us wonder if she's playing the classic Supergirl at all. You know, like we even we speculated about the other day that she might not be playing Kara. She might be playing a version of uh, uh what's her name? Um, Lara, Lara Elaine Kent, which was from because she looks exactly like that version of Supergirl from the Injustice comic books, right? So. Yeah that's a possibility that that she might be playing a version of that or some type of amalgam of her and Kara. who knows we don't know exactly for sure but we obviously she's obviously not playing a classic version of the supergirl that we know from either the tv show or the cartoons or the comic book um so it's definitely a different version so we're gonna have to live with that but again based on that the suit looks great even with the i mean we haven't seen a clear version with the, the cape on but we know she has a cape and she looks great. I mean, I'm, with, aside from that, um, so I'm really excited for to see her in action. You know, because these are obviously set photos. I can't wait to see her doing her thing. So that's exciting. We're talking about Bruce. Uh, yeah, that was really cool because I didn't know exactly how he was gonna look as Bruce Wayne. I, I just figured, well, he just looked like Michael Keaton, <laughs> like old Keaton. But no, they actually they they did up his hair. They got little, they spiked it up a little bit. Uh, they kind of make it look like his old. Uh, he actually looks better than his old hair as <laughs> Bruce Wayne, except now it's gray. Um, but yeah, um, I can't wait to see him in action in, in, in his suit, preferably. And obviously, we saw pictures of Barry in a suit and sneakers, very funny, uh, and a ring. Ah, I think the fly he is actually uh, wearing a flash ring, so that's pretty cool too. Um, they've been very clear pictures too, so uh, thanks everyone, for everyone that's been taking pictures because <laughs> uh, they've been pretty good. Yeah, when I saw the ring, I immediately took it as um, evidently his scene with Grant, with Grant's Flash, is going to be way more than we thought. Um, I really do think Grant's Flash kind of kickstarts a lot of what um, of what Ezra's Flash kind of realizes, like, oh, shit, you could do that? Oh, wait, you could do that? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me look into that. Like the um, and I'm only talking about this specifically, not what the suit's gonna look like. But the photo that we got at Fandom of what Barry's suit looks like, uh, you know, with Keaton's Batman behind him, that does not look all that di- just that photo did not look all that differently than what Grant Gustin's flash suit looks like right now. Uh the premise of it, obviously not the exact design. Um, so I think he gets the ring idea from Grant's Flash. I think he gets the name from Grant's Flash. I think that whole scene will flood out to be a little bit more important than just a really cool scene that we got during Crisis. 
Um, so seeing that ring really kind of made me go, wow, wow. It seems like it's going to mean more than, than we thought. Um, so I was excited to see that. Always excited to see Iris. Kiersey just as lovely as ever. Um, I am really surprised because we've seen Keaton's Batman early, Supergirl early. And again, for anyone out there, they film out of out of order all the time. Yeah. Just because you see this being shot now does not mean it's the beginning of the movie at all. Um, but I can't wait because I assume once Ben's logo is, re- is released, that we'll probably start seeing him on set. Um, at some point, he has to leave J-Lo to come do this damn movie. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. But um, yeah, no, I- I'm with you. I was really shocked. I- and you can call me stupid, but I was shocked that he was gray haired. Um, for some reason, I had no idea where they were taking this this Michael Keaton Batman from. That um, is weird. Uh, <laughs> that's weird to think that he would not be gray haired. I, I didn't know. Like, I, I didn't know if this was going to, like, obviously, I, I didn't think they were going to take the exact age of Bruce Wayne uh, that he was in um, Batman Returns. But um, it, this is a guy that goes goes back in time or, or alters a timeline. So I'm like, he literally could have been any age that they got him at. You were thinking they might age him down is what you were thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if, if he's gray-haired, now I understand the original reports of Warner Brothers wanting to keep him around. And now I understand why people got so uh, so fucking rock hard about the idea of Bat, uh, Batman Beyond. Uh, because he's literally starting to fulfill that uh, annoying ass prophecy of getting Terry McGinnis. So, mm-hmm. um, so that that's just more so threw me off guard. That that was it. Um, you know, no no feelings towards it. You know, whatever, that's fine. But um, seeing it just kind of jump started everything for me. Like, ah, damn. Okay, all right, it's happening. <laughs> that report was probably as accurate as a report as we'll ever get. Um, so yeah, very interesting, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I I like everything. Can't wait to see some shots of him in the actual suit. Um, not Michael Keaton. I meant, uh, Ezra's flash. Um, Mm -hmm. and I do want to see some, I need somebody out there to be, to be good with it. I need some video. I need to see how Andy has this motherfucker running. I don't know why, but I'm so obsessed with that. I need to see that. (laughs) I need to see it. Uh, Running the same. Yeah, I want to see all of that, man. I can't wait to see more and more and more and more and more and more. Yep, and we know Fandom, we will get a teaser trailer. Um, Fandom is in October, I believe. Uh, it's June. They'll have gotten a shit ton of filming done uh, by that time. So I, I do believe we will have a trailer. Again, we got a trailer of the Batman that only filmed like a week. <laughs> so all I right. don't find it hard to believe Flash will give us a trailer. I hope so, god damn it, because uh, I'm really uh, intrigued by everything I've seen so far, for sure. I tell you what, two things will break the internet this year. The Flash trailer and um, the Spider-Man trailer. Spider-Man trailer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Because of, people's, the fuck? because of people's expectations. Like, you showing Michael Kidd, that's why I'm like, damn. Sometimes I hate, I hate the world, we, uh, not the world like Earth, the geek world that we live in. Because we get so much information, 
Because I'm telling you right now, if that first trailer aired and it ended with Michael Keaton's Batman coming out of the shadows and saying, whatever the hell, it, the internet would explode. Like, what? You brought Keaton's bat? What? That yes. would have exploded. But yeah, seeing Andrew or seeing, um, uh, what was the other? Toby. Um, yeah. That's definitely going to shut the internet down, mainly because I think a lot of people are starting to have doubts about whether or not they're actually in it. Um, but you know, the more people like Willem Dafoe keeps talking, the more those people uh, keep getting faith. So, you know, what we'll have to see how it all plays out. Um, but all right, let's move on. Well, speaking of that, we can touch on that a little bit. Willem Dafoe kind of plays a little coy uh, about what he's working on. I'm going to be honest with you, Joel. I was mm-hmm. completely shocked when I saw the internet going. Oh, that means like we're expecting something crazy from him out of Spider-Man. I'm going to be honest with you. I took that as, isn't Aquaman about to start filming? I assume that's what he was referring to. Spider-Man didn't even click in my head until I I saw people on Twitter. I was just like, oh, it just seems like he's being very secretive about what he's doing with Aquaman. He technically would be done with with Spider-Man by now. Right, exactly, right. So that's what I'm saying. I immediately only assumed Aquaman. <laughs> so when everyone was just like, oh, he's playing coy about Spider-Man, I'm like, huh? Okay, all right. Uh, I mean, he should be done, if, if anything. <laughs> if, if he's I wouldn't actually... even say should be done. Didn't they rap filming already? Yeah, they, they're done. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, look, like I always say this. I, I've been... I've been extremely wrong before. So I was just like, okay, maybe I'm missing something. Let me ask Joel when we pod, because I'm like, I I swear I thought he was talking about Aquaman. It's whatever. And and that's why he's like, you know, I want to wait until more comes out. Because literally, James Wan has said nothing but revealing the title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I took that as. So, but, you know, he took it as something else. So God bless him. But, um, Joel, we do have some good news. Batman The Long Halloween drops tomorrow on digital. I am so excited for that. Just really to see, honestly, more so than anything, where this takes place. Like, is this canon to anything? Is this off? Um, Because that stuff is really important to me. I I told you, I, I really don't have the... I don't have it in me to pay attention to things that are one-offs really anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I need more continuity in life. And and I'm starting to realize I'm starting to turn into that old man. That's like, I can't do all the, the partying and whatnot. I need more consistency. I need the, I come home from work. I rest, I eat, you know what I'm saying? Do it no. all over again. Like I, I need the consistency. Um, but um, you know, what, what are your thoughts heading into part one dropping tomorrow um i can't wait because i like you i'm really curious if it's connected to the the new universe um and i hope it is because that would just make sense i would just love to see jensen echo more than just this one or well, two more times i guess because it's two parts um as batman 
Um, but yeah, like this, if this is the beginning of this, if this is the beginning movies of a new new Batman in the new universe, I'm, I'm, it's definitely more exciting than just standalone. I'm taking that as standalone too, because that's what I originally thought it was at first. Um, but after I saw the connections happening, I got more excited. I'm like, oh shit, this might actually be connected. And the animation looks like it's connected, so it's like it's hard not to think <laughs> that it is. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for it. Uh, the Long Halloween I, I read last summer, I think, during the pandemic because I was bored. <laughs> um, and because I, I, and I know there was inspiration being taken from that in, in the Batman, so I read Long Halloween. So and then of course I did. We did hear about this rumor a while back, and then it turned out to be true. So it's good that I did get the reading in. So I do look forward to seeing part one and part two because uh, from what we've seen already, it looks fantastic. So hopefully the movies are you know are just as good as the trailers have been. Absolutely, and Jensen definitely captured the Batman voice, and that to me is numero uno um, in portraying an animated Batman. That's really the only thing you got to do. Um, you nail the Batman voice, you're good. There's no one really complaining. So he nailed it. I'm excited, and I, I can't wait for it. But let's stay on this DC train. We got our first official look at Shazam and the Shazam family. Um, I, I loved it. Um, I like how the suits are a little bit more slim uh, to the figures of the actors. Um, you know, of course, we always say this in the first movie, it's always going to be puffy. It's always going to be bulky. It's always going to look a little bad. Um, but that second movie, they're always and I'm not saying the costumes looked bad, um, but you definitely could see how we, we, we talked about this before, Joel. It didn't bother us. It still does not bother me. But we oh, now can see between this suit and the first suit, there was padding added. to. <laughs> to to Zach, to Zach Shazam, that was not all him. Um, right. Which again is fine. I mean, I, I said it then, and I'll say it again now. Um, you don't like. I don't need my heroes to be is as extremely jacked as they are in the comics. It's why I told you I didn't want Wonder Woman being as muscular as Superman and Batman because right. to me it just looked weird. It looks weird. Right. I don't ever want that. I don't need my Wonder Woman standing there as jacked as Superman and Batman. It's just like, come on. You already got the, the height dimensions of Superman and Batman off. Um, I, I don't need the trifecta of that, you know? So they found a happy medium. And, you know, with Zachary's body type, what he looks like now in, the, in, these, in these photos, that's a happy medium. That's perfect. I don't need Shazam to look like the muscle-bound douchebag uh that you see putting in 90 hours in the gym i don't need so i was completely fine with it uh you know when um what's his name uh david released the photo and i would have been fine with it if that was the original look for the suit um but joel not not only am i going to ask you your thoughts on the first official look at the suit but we got a look at helen mirren on set Mm -hmm. one of the big bads uh so your thoughts on the looks of, of both of those yeah, well, I like to speak on the Shazam suits. I mean, what we I talked about it when they first revealed, or when we first saw the behind the scenes shots. I was like, oh, it looks way better than the first suit. Um, and I like the first suit. That's not to shit on that suit. The only, the only difference here is that that's obviously more form fitting. Um, and the detail of, of, of the suit looks a little better, you know, like the material. Um, 
only thing that if anything that 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 bothers me about the suit is you know the cape doesn't have like a hood or or a collar at all it's so weird to not see shazam without either one of those two things um that's you know just a normal cape um but you know i I live with it now the 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 rest of the shazam family looks great um i'm very excited about that it seems like um grace fulton who was um mary in the last movie um will also be playing the uh shazam form of mary as well um as mary marvel so um, that's pretty cool um instead of having an an actress take her place she'll be playing herself (laughs) uh that's cool um helen mirren in her costume is uh hespera or whatever um i can't wait to find out more because that suit looks legit uh and i can't wait what the rest of the sisters look like and and know more about the building because we no, like nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm completely with you. And I told you before, I did not like not having the hood on Shazam's costume. Um, I'm very much of the mindset that I want the hood. I want to know what the, you know, I, I want to see him with the hood. You know, it, it's such a, a small little thing, but it's like, I want to see what he looks like wearing the hood. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely with you on the idea of, not having the hood is just like I, I told you whenever whenever a director takes something small like that away i always want to know why mm-hmm. like why 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 is it something as simple as that you decided to take away you know yeah, i don't know yeah i i don't i like the hood look like preferably uh and if it's because he doesn't use it often like i said i understand they give me the collar <laughs> like because it's just weird not having something there you know what i mean um because it's that's classically what he has it's, it's never just a regular cape you know it's like it's either a cape with a collar or a cape with a hood so yeah to me i get that he doesn't use it often but to me those are some of my favorite shots of shazam whether in the comics or in the animated series um it's him with the hood especially like in the silhouette and he comes out um you know to me it's just like i don't know i i don't know i would like to hear why um, and, and even like you said, to elaborate on that, why, why nothing else, you know, if you didn't want to do the, the hood, the collar, um, no. you know, just, just a question I have, I would like to know nothing big, nothing important, but just why, you know, it's something very easy that you could have kept that you decided not to. So I'd be curious. Um, but I, I want to talk a little Marvel. Kevin Feige says we could certainly see more films get the Black Widow treatment in the MCU where characters get prequels or in between cool style films. I, I don't I, in between. Yeah. OK. Um, you guys know what that means. I, I don't know why I said it. It sounded stupid coming out of my mouth. Anyway, um, soon as I saw this, uh, the only thing I want to see and you already know where I'm going, Joel. I don't really care about any other prequels or in-between quills, whatever the hell you want to call it. I just want Hulk versus Wolverine. As long as I get that, that's all I care about. Whatever else they want to do, fine. But that has to be one of them. I mean, has to be one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just the best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? You give the Hulk, you know, the proper treatment of him just being a monster again. um, And it's a perfect way to introduce Wolverine. You know, that you don't have to introduce him in an X-Men movie. So to me, that's really the only prequel I'm interested in seeing. Um, but what does this news do for you, Joel? Is this more like a duh 
Um, and if so, is there anything specific you would like to see from a prequel or in between cool? Um, I wouldn't call it a duh because I don't I w- I don't know what they're thinking most of the time. But um, like I guess there are other characters they can go back and revisit uh, in the in, in the past, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't have against I wouldn't be against any of it. I just would I just would love to know who. <laughs> like we're getting so much. Like well, like do we have to go back for anything? Uh, and yes, I would I would agree that maybe if it was mutant based like wolverine uh i've said it for years that you know you can always do a prequel to the hulk and have him with wolverine and do it that way because i'll be 100 percent fine with that because that's what i want more than anything is uh, hulk versus wolverine so if i can get it as a prequel i'll take it as, like in a heartbeat <laughs> yeah that's all that's all i asked for that's it that's all i asked for and you actually could do it almost exactly how the animated movie did it um because that was giving you a flashback on how you know he became the wolverine and then matching it to modern day and kind of giving you like it legit could have been remember how incredible hulk ended yeah yes the hulk versus wolverine movie could take place after that right it could definitely there, could. Is, there is a lot of time between the end of that and the beginning of uh Avengers. right exactly so that's the perfect time to place it in uh, even though, you know, that was the, the Hulk that could control it a little bit more. Um, but oh. still that would be, which was the weirdest. Can I just say mm-hmm. uh, Feige had the weirdest progression for the Hulk. He came into the MCU being able to control it only for him. You know, it did come full circle a bit, but the, the fighting that came between Bruce and the Hulk was weird where they put it. Because it was like you guys had already made a, a pact that, <laughs> that you guys were cool. Um, and then you see in Ragnarok, it's kind of just like, no. You know, never, the Hulk didn't live up to his side of things. It never went apparently, back. <laughs> apparently, that's what happened. Um, but yeah, guy. I, I always say the only reason, and I always tell people this, the only reason the Incredible Hulk never really got the treatment that we believe he should have gotten was because Feige knew that, um, excuse me, Universal is more of a dickhead than Sony used to be. They just weren't going to play ball with working with Feige to give Hulk his own movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Feige was just like, I'm going to use him the best I can in Sprinkles. Um, and albeit the Hulk is the worst character to utilize in Sprinkles uh, because he's such a, an important core character. But I will always say Feige did the best with, with the Hulk that he could. Uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So can't be mad at that, but I damn sure can be mad at how he ended the Hulk. Um, but what he did with the Hulk throughout the years was all you really could do. Um, but yeah, that's really the only prequel I want to see. A- anything else, I'm kind of just like, I think I got I think everything I, got- I needed from Cap, Stark, Thor, um, Hawkeye, you know, this is Natasha's. Um, I mean, I still say I hold out hope to get something Budapest related. Uh, yeah. I just want to know what the fuck happened in Budapest. <laughs> Make big um, <laughs> right, right. So outside of Budapest and Hulk versus Wolverine, I've really nothing else. I'm really that much like, oh, I need this kind of thing. Uh, I told you I got over the idea that we'll never get World War Hulk. We got sprinkles of that in Ragnarok. So no, that's it. 
Hulk versus Wolverine in Budapest. That's all I want. Word. All right. We got a new well, let me not say new. I will I will say this. We got a full trailer. That first shit was a teaser. That was not a first a first trailer. We got a teaser for Snake Eyes. Now we got a full length trailer for Snake Eyes. I will start off with you, Joel. Has has this new trailer enhanced your excitement for this movie at all? No. It's 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 where it was before. Uh I mean I was already excited for it and this one it, it i mean it looked cooler but it didn't really make me more excited because i was already excited so yeah it, it gave me big warrior vibes um i i, I loved i huh. i can't get over how much i love andrew koji that that might be my new man crush Joel. i might have to move ben down uh yeah obviously so i see him as batman again but i i you know how much i fucking love andrew koji um this okay. movie the plot of this movie was made a lot more clear and I like the plot of this movie. I still cannot place what the fuck will drive Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes to be enemies. Um they're really making them such good friends in this trailer. Um so I'm very curious. Um so I can't wait to really see how that plays out, but I have a better idea on exactly what this movie is going to be about. And I'm digging it. I don't know how much I like the look of the visors coming down. Um, nope. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't like it. You know why I think I didn't like it? Because that felt like a scene of, um, what do you call it? Of one of those moments, like um, when Stark first suited up for the first time. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. It's, Snake Eyes' suit being mechanical in any in any form bothers me. Um, but I will say seeing the suit in full, a little bulky, but I do like it a lot more than I did before. Like this suit in, in full, seeing it in this trailer, looks a thousand times better than the fucking figure that they, uh, that they showcase. That well, figure just looks so fucking bland. Um, well, it was just a, it was, it wasn't like a detailed figure either. You know, it was just very, very true. Very, very, very true. Uh, no arguments here. Um, but I am glad that uh, they make sure they featured the suit more in this trailer. Um, looks good. I would like to see more of Andrew Koji as Storm Shadow. I, I don't really know why that was something we didn't see more of. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I liked it. And I am, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat this again when we talk to Pete and JD tomorrow that we have to take some steps back on the hate that we were giving this before um, because it, it does look good. It, it does. I just, like I said, this is not something you tease with because not enough people know nor care about the world of GI Joe for a tease to really work. This trailer is what they should have dropped um, because everyone I've been talking to that could care less about GI Joe or snake eyes really enjoyed this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead, say it again. So, a lot of them like the original trailer. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying the problem with the, it was it was so short. And if you don't know about uh, what you call it, Snake Eyes, it didn't really give you a glimpse of, of anything, really. It was 55 mm-hmm. seconds. <laughs> like, this should have been the first thing that, that you released. Um, but I'm glad I, I enjoyed it, and um, I will defend this the excitement of this movie heading into its release. 
Um, but all right, let's move on. Uh, the Rock says they're headed into the last three weeks of production to match that with um, Pierce Brosman saying that he was doing heavy mocap for his role. Even can I just say, Joel, that confuses the hell out of me. Sure. That suit is probably the most practical of all practicals. Why was he doing? What the fuck was he doing mocap for? Mm, uh, we have to see the suit. <laughs> like it's literally leather, a cape, and a helmet. What is he doing? Like what? But it happened acrobatic. Like what? What? What the hell? Yeah, I don't know why it's at all. Uh, I don't. Maybe it's just a helmet that's not. Mocap. Everything else is. I'm no idea. <laughs> did you at all? Did you at all when you when you uh when you heard that go? Wait, what? <laughs> like, did did he mean him or was he talking about somebody else? Like, why? That'd be like if someone said, um, even though I know they they I I think they technically did do this, but if someone said, you know, they were they were Green Lantern and they were doing mocap, that wasn't Kilowog. It's like, oh yeah. Why are you? Why are you doing mocap? <laughs> why are you not putting him in a suit and just slapping a ring on his finger? Why why are you making this so difficult? Um, so no, no, no problems at all. Uh, I just it confused the hell out of me when he said it because I had to go. I literally stopped what I was doing to Google Doctor Fate. I'm like, maybe I forgot what he looks like. Maybe it's like a monster or something. And I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> this is what. <laughs> This is Dr. Fate. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is Dr. Fate. Where does the mocap come into play? Oh, um, no, no, what? He's, we don't know what he's speaking of yet. So maybe there's more to the story. Who knows? I hope so. I like when there's more to the story. It just, it, it I brought it up because it just caught me off guard. Um, but how excited are you that they're heading into the last three weeks of production? Because I assume knowing how strategic The Rock is, the final day of shooting, he will release the full suit of Black Adam. I'm upset we haven't been able to see shit suits in this thing because um, I want to see it all at this point. I'm upset that we've seen so many of other other costumes and haven't seen any of the Black Adam ones. So, oh, you so. mean other costumes from other movies? Yeah, like we've oh, seen. Okay, I was about to say. Wait, costumes have been released from Black Adam. I see what you're no. saying. We haven't seen Black Adam, so I've been very disappointed. I want to see Black Adam soon. I want to see Hawkman soon. Fate, <laughs> maybe not. Even if it is a mocap, I want to see what the fuck's going on there. <laughs> and then um, now with uh, Adam Smasher, even Cyclone. I'll just, just give me everything that's there. I want to see a little bit of something. Yeah, to me, don't hide it. Don't hide it. Give it to us. Um, all right, so I want to have fun with, with these last few, uh, with, with this next topic, but we only have a few more before we get out of here. I want to ask you this, Joel. As geeks, have we been too hard on these two movies, Batman and Robin and Hulk? Have we been too I mean, I haven't, because I'm not a very critical person, uh, but I, I'll, I'll say that they're not good movies. Sure. <laughs> There, I, I tell you this. I just found out that there is a whole fandom of that Batman and Robin movie. Up with it, you know. Like even I did. So this is probably a sweet spot there for, for certain people. I'll say this. I'll say this. If you were a fan of the earlier Batman comics, right, or even Batman the animated series to a degree, 
the level of campy that Batman and Robin gave you mm-hmm. gave you what a fun Batman movie would be like, like Brave and Bold, Brave and the Bold, mm-hmm. Brave and the Bold. That was mm-hmm. a very fun Batman, right? So I'm like, if you look at Batman and Robin through those lenses, I could 100% understand how you enjoyed it. My only issue with Batman and Robin will always be two things. A, that is not Batman. A, B, I don't ever want a middle, uh, like a mid-20s Robin. Ever. Never, ever, 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 ever do I want you to ever start with that shit. Ever. He lost his parents as an adult. <laughs> I'm like, what the yeah. f- What made Bruce Wayne go, I gotta take this kid in. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's a grown-ass man. Yeah. So to me, those, are, those are my only two issues. If someone says the movie is good, I won't argue. I tell people this all the time. Anytime I have something bad to say about a Batman movie, it's usually because nine times out of ten, I don't think they properly represented Batman. That's it. That's it. If you think it's a good movie, I won't fight you on it. But I'll be damned if you tell me that Batman had a fucking credit card and nipples on this suit. I'm not accepting that. So, to me, no. I don't think we've been too hard on that movie. Um, because if campy is not what you were looking for, um, then I can understand how you didn't like it. Or... If you know what the hell Batman is supposed to be like, I could also understand how you weren't vibing with that. Um, so in my opinion, I don't think we were too hard on either one of those movies, uh, mainly because we've seen better portrayals of Batman and Hulk since. So you have a better lens when you look back and go, God damn, these were not good. Like they were just not good. Mm-hmm. So that's where I lay it. That's where I lay my hat. But anyone who enjoys them, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do, but I want you to know that my argument of not being Batman is something I have been very consistent with for good Batman movies and bad Batman movies. Um, I still to this day feel as I have not gotten the Batman that I that I have always envisioned he should be. Hopefully we're getting to that with Robert, um, but I want people to know that I've been consistent. It's not it's <laughs> me picking on, um, God, what's the Schumacher? Mm-hmm. Not a Schumacher problem. It's a people people think too philosophically when it comes to Batman, and they get too intelligent when it comes to uh, creating the character for the big screen. Um, that will always be my issue. But all right, let's see what we got. Um, trying to see if we're missing anything else. Chicka chicka. Oh, let's talk about this while I'm looking through some more stuff. Uh, Batwoman. What were your thoughts on this week's episode? Uh, well, I liked it. It was not bad. Um, I still a little bait and, you know, turn there at the end. They're like, fucking fooling us. I get it. Um, cause a lot of, there's a lot of us that want Kate, kind of want Kate back just to see how that's going to, you know, work out. But I guess we're going to have to wait just a little bit longer <laughs> before that gets 100%. Uh, rectified and yeah the, the more I think about it the more I kind of feel like this season's gonna end with Kate uh her snapping out of it and and becoming Kate and Kate just putting distance between herself and Gotham and maybe going with with her dad um because here's the here's the thing 
if you were moving forward with Ryan Wilder as your Batwoman, like that's who you're sticking with for the next however many seasons this show lasts, you mm-hmm. have to get everything about Kate out of there. You have to get her dad. You have to get uh, what's her uh, her sister, um, because those are characters that are personally important to Kate. But if there's no Kate, you should probably start bringing in new people that are important specifically to Ryan. Or as as we know, um, Luke, because we know Luke will be suiting up uh, next mm-hmm. week. Um, which I, I'm going to just say this. I, of course, am going to wait, reserve my judgment to wait to see um, how it plays out. But if they tell me Luke has had this suit in the R&D department of Wayne Tech this entire time, I will be beyond angry. The fuck you just been sitting on this shit for this whole time? What? Huh? So I, I do hope some time has passed since he uh, he almost died and he created it in that time. I would much rather believe that. Um, this show does look like it's leaning a little bit on Gotham where it's making a bane. Um, be careful. I always say when it comes to TV shows of Batman, it's very difficult to pull Bane off. <laughs> it's very, it is very difficult to pull Bane off. Um, so it be I'm done. It just has to be. It just has to be done correctly. And, uh, it's just hard if you're gonna do classic Bane. It's tough, but like you could do it the way like Dark Knight Rise, Dark Knight Rises did it. It just and that could be done well. It's just really just a matter of doing it right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think this is going that route because they're giving him the venom. So I think they're going more so it might it might get him a little bit more jacked. Um, which again, like like you said, to me, everything uh, everything's possible to be done right till it isn't. So it's very possible this could be done very well. Um, but I do have PTSD from the Gotham show. Um, that shit yeah. is just like you didn't even try. Like, like, albeit I get people upset with Tom Hardy's Bane's design, but at least you could at least say Nolan put some effort into that. Um, what Gotham did, they they didn't even try. They legit said, what would a Party City version of The Dark Knight Rises look like? And then that's what we got. Yeah, that was bad, though. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad all the way around. Every, every aspect of it was bad. Um, but again... Like you said, it's it you no, know, they could do it. They definitely can do it. Um, but yeah, to me, I, I think I need I think if Ryan Wilder is who you're going with moving forward, just the dad, the sister, Kate, have him leave Gotham, have him go somewhere else. Let let the focus be something new. Um, yeah. Oh, Kate staying there is a good idea. Or the father. I, I don't mind the sister because she was created for anyway, so no, no, I, I get you on that. The only reason why I'm saying the sister too is we know that they they created the narrative of Alice being uh, of Alice being part of the reason Ryan lost her uh, adopted mom. Uh, mm-hmm. I get it. I, I get why you did that. But we know Alice's true purpose for this show is to be the uh, antagonist to Kate. But if there's no Kate, I would like to see a new big bad like, you know, take. So essentially, Alice is the Loki of this Batwoman. We've been saying in the MCU, we want to move away from Loki 
to bring other big bads in to serve the role that Loki has for this past decade. So that's what I'm saying for Alice. I would like a new person specifically to Ryan that they bring in to serve the same purpose, but now it's just for Ryan. There's no ties to anyone else. It's just right. for Ryan. You want um, most create a new Alice. Yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. And you know who I would like to see them use? I would like to see, um, gosh, uh, uh, they used him in Arrow, but they did they did such a, a fucking horrible job with him. Uh, anarchy. I would like to see Anarchy, a female Anarchy. Interesting. Because uh, I really did enjoy Anarchy from uh, Beware the Batman. Yeah, he was cool. Because you know the real reason why I loved him, Joel, in that show? Because they easily could have made Anarchy like Joker. Right? Mm-hmm. But they did such a good job differentiating Anarchy from what we know Joker to be. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they didn't use Joker. And they very well could have said, well, we're not going to, so we'll just make this guy like Joker. And they didn't. They did their best to make sure that they kept those two entities separate. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So I would like to see if, because they used him in Arrow. People forget that Anarchy was that uh, that kid who got uh, his face melted off. Yeah. Um, what yeah. a clear mask. Yes. And that was yucky. Uh um, Clearly, that kid was never meant to be more than uh, like a clay putty for Arrow. So they weren't really going to take it too seriously to make him look anything like Anarchy should. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't have an issue with it with it there. Um, but again, let, let me ask you this before we get out of Batwoman. Um, <laughs> were you a little disappointed that Batman's trophy room was resigned to a, a, a cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, usually am. Yeah, when something that small. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I was like, I was like, that's the weirdest thing, bro. Like, why? Why not? Like, you could just had a room of that. Um, and especially because he's gone now. That's all Batman conjured up. Right. <laughs> those five things. Um, and and I will say this. I know it's silly, so no one pay me any attention. But I do want to see whenever we get an established Batman universe. I want to see the big penny. I would love that. I want the dinosaur. I want all of it, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's too much to ask for. To me, that is not important to Batman's story, but it's something so cool to show how much of a badass he is. Right. Like, I got a giant dinosaur. I'm like, it's a long story. <laughs> and here's the even funnier part. Could you picture Batman finding a way to roll that giant-ass penny into the Batcave? <laughs> <laughs> like... Like, of course, I don't need to see him do it, but it's just right. the idea of how do you get a penny in there? So, yeah, so that, that's really interesting. But, um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about Flash. Um, this episode I took to be more so of a, um, a filler. Uh, I, 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 I swear, Joel, I feel like we're supposed to be closer to the real big bad of this this season, and we just tend to get further, oh, okay. further away, it seems. Uh, all right, yeah, okay. Do you, uh, so how did you like this uh, last week's episode of Flash? It was okay. I mean, it didn't really do anything for me. I I, I had to think about it. Like, what was the episode? It was a psycho pirate, right? The mask yep. and 
Uh, yeah, all right. That was intriguing, but you know, uh, is there more to that than you know? Maybe it's I. <laughs> is there more to it? That's what I'm. I'm, I'm confused about. So we'll see. I guess where it, it goes from here. But as of right now, like you said, it was more of a filler than anything. Yeah, I just to me, I'm kind of like if Batwoman is already on its season finale next week. I assume the Flash has like maybe a handful of weeks left. And I feel like I'm still no closer to when the fuck I'm getting Godspeed. Yeah, yeah that, that'll probably work. Because, yeah, they will probably end it around that point. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I've gotten no inclination. Like, remember we saw Harry as Reverse Flash in one episode, and then nothing about that ever, like, since? We're going to get all that. It's just probably at the end of the season. Goodness gracious, was it... Was, if that if that is the case, uh, Joel, goddamn, was this such a long walk? <laughs> <laughs> like goodness, we took forever to get to that with Boy. no inclination story wise that we're heading there. Um, yeah. I, that's what I think my biggest problem is. I've gotten nothing from the story to lead me, to, unless they're saying uh, what Barry was doing with the Speed Force created Godspeed. If they go that route, then okay. Um, mm-hmm. But if they don't. They again, like you always say, we gotta wait to see how they explain it. But right, it don't make it no sense right now. It don't make it no sense. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, so yeah, so it was just pretty much just like a filler. Uh, I think the most exciting thing for me that came out of this episode is the idea of Barry and Iris having speed sex uh, when Chester walks in. <laughs> uh, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I yeah. think I think I thought it was hilarious because it reminded me of um, the office where they put they put the idea in Jim and Pam's head of of, of having sex in the office, so mm-hmm. they were trying to and never could find <laughs> a spot where they could just be in peace to do it. Um, right. So it reminded me of that of just like God damn, we thought down here would be the one place no one would come. And here comes Chester's happy ass. <laughs> <Walk>. <laughs> Interrupted. Oh. Um, so yeah, so I did I did enjoy that. I thought that was hilarious. But um I'm trying to think. Outside of that, was there really anything else? Not in that episode, no. No, no, no. I just mean news wise. Uh we, we heard some really positive reactions from Black Widow. Yes, we've heard good reactions from Black Widow. They've been loving Black Widow, so that's good. Um, I mean, here's the thing. We've been waiting for Black Widow so long. Everybody that we trust in, in this space that has reviewed this movie so far could have said it was hot garbage, and I'm still, I'm still going to go see it. Yep. I owe it to myself for as long as we've had to wait to finally get it. They could have said anything, and I would have seen it regardless. Exactly. Um, say it again. So it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, wouldn't have made a difference. Like, now, anything else, okay, sure. Like, if they told me, oh, Venom and Carnage is horrible, okay, you know, a little bit more apprehensive. Um, but the fact that we've had to wait as long as we did for Black Widow, then it was going to stop it. You, you actually were with me when I bought the figures for this yeah. movie uh, last week. So clearly, whatever they were going to say wouldn't have swayed me left or right. Um, I'm excited for this movie, but um, we don't need to get much more into what was said about the movie. Um, I think I think me and you, Joel, like to work from the idea of knowing as little as possible 
is best because we we work in a scenario where we just we always know too much. Um, so you know the only thing I really I really was looking for was um, confirmation that I needed to stay through the end. And once I got that, that was just like okay, that's that that's all I needed to know is that I, you know there is an end credit scene. There's a Marvel. There's always been end credits. <laughs> well, no, I, I just the only reason why I thought there wouldn't be one is because this was a this is a prequel. So essentially, we know literally what happens after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the only reason I was just like, oh, this might be the one where they're just like, well, you guys know what happens to this character after this. Um, so I thought maybe they wouldn't. But um, you're right. It's it's a Marvel movie. Always expect it. Yep. Hell, we even expected it from the shows each episode. Yeah. <laughs> now we know it's just really the last episode or the last two or whatever. Right. Um, speaking of which, Joel, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Uh, I want to go into this. Your thoughts on uh, on Loki as a series? Loki as a series has been really good. <laughs> um, it's it's such a good show, uh, and I, I really enjoy it. I like the, the the chemistry of all the actors in it, and the this it's just something different. It's something very different, and something I'm not used to, uh, and I appreciate that. And the whole TVA and Owen Wilson <laughs> its just so different than, than anything we've gotten previously. Uh, so I like it a lot. And this, I can't wait to see this third episode. Honestly, I'm very excited. And it's coming soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we are two days away. Yes, um, I will say, I said this uh, last week, Owen Wilson reminds me of Jeff Goldblum in a sense of they're both just playing themselves uh, yes. as these characters. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No. You would want them. Because when you think about uh, Mobius in the comic books, he's he's not as fun as Owen Wilson is making Mobius. And when you think of the Grandmaster, uh, not only is he blue, <laughs> but he's nowhere near as fun as uh, Jeff Goldblum made him. So it's like... If you guys can add some spice to these boring characters and make them fun, by all means, do your thing. And uh, essentially, Owen Wilson being Owen Wilson as Mobius has been a delight. So he has. Do it. He really has. <laughs> like, I never thought I'd be entertained by Mobius. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, Mobius, anyone that knows the comics, Mobius is not an entertaining character whatsoever. No. Um, He's not entertaining to the point to where I think Feige was was betting on a lot of people not even remembering who the hell the character was. Uh, no, I didn't know. Fuck is that? Mo- Mobius and Mobius. <laughs> Fuck is that? <laughs> I, I will say uh, characters like Mobius, the Grandmaster, Guardians, uh, those kind of like in the distance characters I paid a little bit more attention to. Uh, than most because you know they didn't last long. So it was just like, well, what about these characters made you go, yeah, let's let's stop it. <laughs> let's not let's not really do do more on this. Yeah. Um, so Mobius, uh, and that's why I told you I knew about the whole Wizard of Oz thing of the the timekeepers uh, having someone that created them. Um, so as much as uh, you know us seeing the TVA view them as these all-powerful gods. Someone created them. Um, so that was always just fascinating to me. But, um, yeah. 
I'm excited for it, and I can't wait to break down episode three with you uh, next week. But all right, yeah. let's, let's move on to something very near and dear to your heart. And actually, I actually just bought this game for my Switch. Oh. Excuse me. The Witcher Season 2 teaser trailer was released three days ago. Yes. And I can honestly tell you, I don't know what the fuck I saw. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. I didn't even share the teaser. That's how short it was. I was like, you know what? They showed absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, I'm going to wait for a trailer before I share a damn fucking 10 seconds, whatever it was. Here's the crazy thing. Not only did they not show us uh, anything, they didn't even make it clear what the hell I'm supposed to expect for season two. Yeah, I have no idea, really. Aside from I know like who've been casted, so I have an idea what's going to more or less what's coming but that's it like i can't wait to see the, who got like the, the the new i like the other witchers because i know we're gonna see more than just this witcher uh i excited for that uh and then of course whatever the storyline ends up being so very excited in general because i do love the witcher so um i'm very excited to just finally see it season two and i guess start playing start playing again uh the witcher expansion because i never played the expansion yeah i just i just got that for for my switch and by the way shout out to the switch because i just found out by accident dragon ball z kakarot will be released for the switch in september i've never been more excited for anything than i am (laughs) for that even though i beat the game and i'm like a day away from beating the last dlc for it um I wonder for my Switch. I really do. I, there's there's something about those games on the go when you're on the plane or, you know, it's a long car ride or whatever the case may be. Having those uh, open world games to kind of just, you know, bypass the time. I love it, man. I love it. So I just got The Witcher today because it was on sale uh, in the Nintendo store. And once they make the official announcement for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot for Switch, I'm pre-ordering it, man. I'm pre-ordering it, and I can't wait to get it. I would suggest to you, Joel, to um to play it. Uh, I, I really do think you you'll enjoy it, man. I'm gonna be busy playing um, well, finishing Ghost, of course, and then of course uh, playing uh, Borderlands. So that's been pretty fun so far. Oh, that's right. You did get Borderlands, and you're enjoying it. You said right. Yeah, so far so good. I mean, it's really not my, you know, post-apocalyptic deserts aren't really my thing, but uh, it's only the beginning. <laughs> don't, we'll uh, don't let JD hear you say that. He'll think you're coming for uh, Mad Max. I love Mad Max, and the <laughs> game for Mad Max actually looks really good too. But uh, I played it's also, a little bit of it. It, it, it is fun. I, I guess yeah, it looked it. good. You know, and this game is more first-person RPG, which is fine takes a little getting used to, but I'm not a big first-person guy either, so it's just like a whole bunch of different things I'm not really into, <laughs> but I'm trying to get through it, but it's really good so far. And I've enjoyed myself, but there's just a lot of elements that are really not my thing. Yeah, and I, I respect you. You actually physically bought this, so yeah. you were really willing to dive into something that's not your, you know, your uh, your fandom, really. Really, yeah. I respect that, because like you said, you don't hate it, so, you know? Yeah. Don't hate it, not, but it's, I'm not a first-person shooter guy. I'm not a desert post-apocalyptic guy. 
Uh, and this is, this is like, I know an alien planet, but still, you know, it's kind of how they, they make it out to see. You know? Yeah, no, I completely respect it. All right, two more things before we get out of here. The first one is James Gunn says he has spoken to the higher-ups at Marvel and DC. I don't know how he says higher-ups for Marvel. Dude, Kevin Feige. <laughs> like, there's no higher than Kevin Feige. It's Kevin Feige. But anyway, he spoke to the higher-ups at Marvel and DC about a possible crossover with Guardians and the Suicide Squad. Quote, I would love for it to happen. I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's an impossibility either. Now, for anyone who heard that and got extremely excited, I will say what they have been saying about Marvel and DC crossing over for generations. The problem with that is, unless they do a Justice League and Avengers versus whatever evil force you're throwing out there, neither side will ever be willing to take the L. So the like them collaborating would have to be a villain of the two combined right. brings the heroes of the two worlds together to, um, to take down the villain. That's the only way we will ever get it in a game, in a movie, in a show, in a comic, in a anything. Uh, in today's world, because neither company, especially Warner, that's reeling right now, does not want an L. So to me, I don't see it happening unless Warner gets sold to somebody. If it gets sold to somebody, I could see that new person going, I don't give a fuck what loss we take. I want to maximize on the popularity of Marvel. So sign me up. We could do a comic that leads to a, a show, uh, a show tie-in or a movie tie-in. Um, I could see them being completely down for that. But Warner as, as is, nah. But then again, Joel, you know what? 10 years ago, we would have said that about Sony and Marvel. So, you know, no. we've seen Fox weird things. Yeah, 100%. No, I, I heard that and I, I ignored it because I didn't even bother. I, mean, I didn't even want to listen to it. I don't really care because I just don't ever see it happening. So right. uh, I don't really, but I didn't pay no mind to it. Yeah, no, that's the way to do it. Um, all right. Our last topic before we get out of here, Joel. Um, mm-hmm. I literally thought uh, the Mandalorian finale was the only thing that would ever get a non-crying Jawan to cry. And then Bad Batch had to come out of nowhere and go, oh, you thought that made you cry? Well, how about I bring back the character that you most love from the Clone Wars? And I said, you sum of a bitch. You brought back the one character I desperately want to see in live action, and that is none other than Cad motherfucking Bane. Oh my God, was this such a gut-wrenching, pulse-throbbing episode of The Bad Batch. And to think that we are getting 16 total episodes, this wasn't even like a finale. Bro, I cannot wait to see what stems from this next. Uh, I just wanted to throw in this really cool fact to you, Joel, before you give me your thoughts when we get out of here. Um, do you remember the scar on Boba Fett's head in the Mandalorian season two? Yes. Do you know who gave uh, Boba Fett that scar? Cad Bane. 
had motherfucking Bane. So hopefully we see some kind of tie-in. Um, because in canon, Filoni had shot an episode of Clone Wars where Cad Bane died. And he decided not to air it, to, to kind of can it, to hold on to the character. Um, so I would freaking love it if Cad Bane reappears in the book of Boba Fett. Um, I would, I'd fucking get moist as shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my dream has always been a Benicio Del Toro live action Cad Bane movie. Um, he's just someone whose voice could match where, where Cad Bane's at now. Um, and someone who could just pull off the coolness of Cad Bane. Like, bro, when he said, <laughs> I've killed one clone, so I feel like I've killed them all. Like, you, you, you're no different. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Oh, Joel, I- I'm going to pass it to you. Your thoughts on this uh, on the last episode of uh, Bad Batch? Uh, well, it's funny because I actually thought it was the last episode. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to leave it like that? That's such a <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, but, yeah, I was very surprised to see Cad Bane, but, very, but pleasantly surprised, you know? That was pretty cool. It was a good episode overall. I was very sad to see that I stole uh, um, Omega. <laughs> um, so. I like that you said it like that. Omega. <laughs> yeah, Omega. So, so I'm very, very sad that's, that they got her, but I do look forward to seeing them go, go, go after her. So, yeah, I really like the show a lot. I know some people talk shit that's boring or whatever, but I, I love team dynamics, and they're a good team. Uh, and so I really, I really enjoyed the show and their dynamic, uh, and, and, and it's been, it's been one of my, one of my favorite Star Wars shows so far. So pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Anyone who talks shit about Bad Batch, I, I, I don't even like. You're not a real Star Wars fan. Uh, and if you say you are a real Star Wars fan, you just don't like the Bad Batch. I, I don't even, ha- I don't, I can't even listen to anything, anything you have to say. This is Star Wars. Think about it, Joel. Me and you have been very adamant about Star Wars to us is the most entertaining when there is a lightsaber. Right. We have seen a lightsaber once since this show has started. And we have loved every episode. Right. And we have loved every episode since. That tells you how well of a story Dave Filoni has created with the Bad Batch that we don't even care. Right. They could never show another lightsaber ever again in this show. And I would love every second of it. Every second of it. Because he's he's building out these characters. Like I said, it's the same mm-hmm. thing I loved about Rex and what Star Wars The Clone Wars was able to do. Filoni really... Not Filoni. I'm sorry. Um, it's very much made the clone troopers like, like uh, mud putties. So it's just like they're just useless, voiceless little little minions... And Dave Filoni said, "No. What if? What if they had feelings? Like, you know, what if, what if they actually felt something? And look at where we are. You know what I'm saying? So to mm-hmm. me, I love the Bad Batch. I love what they're doing. Seeing Cad Bane was just like, oh man, goodness gracious, Dave. You know how to. Oh goodness gracious. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. Um, and I hope we get to see more Cad Bane, man." I told you before, I would love a open... Uh, they're doing an open-world Star Wars game. I would love for Cad Bane to be the character that you can use. Um, that's just... Playing as Cad Bane would just be dope as hell. 
Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see what they do next. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. We talked Titans a little bit. Was there anything else you wanted to add about Titans, Joel? No, it was just another short teaser, so we didn't really get a lot. Right. Unfortunately. I uh, would love to see more um, and see, like, by see more, I want to see the costumes and shit like that. But we have seen enough of them. Like, we've seen Starfire, Blackfire, Red Hood. Um, that's nice. <laughs> and, but, you know, I want to I want to know more. I want to be, I want a surprise, you know. That's what I'm kind of waiting for. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like where they're going with. I, I, I I really thought hard about what me and you said uh, on GVN Talk that uh, I'll be releasing this week. Um, but, yeah, they really should have run the route of uh, Jason Todd uh, being its own show with Hawk and Dove. Um, you know, those, those characters all fit together. Yeah. Um, you know, but you making Dick Grayson this, you know, obviously he's, he's turning a, a new leaf, but you ever making Dick Grayson that violent always bothered me. Just like, why? Why are you trying to force his Robin to be something his Robin never was? He was the light of the Bat family. He, yeah. was, he was the one that would just knock you out and then arrest you. He's not the one that would beat you to a bloody pulp. That's clearly Jason. Like That's not Dick Grayson. Um, so when they added Jason Todd, I was just like, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> like well, it, it was a barometer. It's like, all right, well, I realize what I'm doing is almost as bad as what he's doing. I gotta slow down. <laughs> like, yeah, chill. I mean, I, I still think, I, I still think, and I know people are gonna say I, I, I'm wrong. It's okay. Um, I, I do believe the studio at some point thought that maybe, just maybe, you could at some at some point mix the show with the movies. It's the only because you made his Batman, you made uh Dick Grayson's Batman literally uh what Ben's Batman was, and I'm like, that's an aberration. People keep forgetting that's that's not Batman. What Ben's Batman was, that's not who Batman usually is. Um, right. branding, beating people within within an inch of their life, that's not Batman, it's just not, you know what I'm saying? So, I think a part of them wanted to kind of capitalize on what they thought was the popularity of that kind of Batman. And it's like the kind of Batman that, oh, no, I'm sorry. The fans that that kind of Batman appeals to, I promise you aren't, aren't, aren't real Batman fans. They're, they're occasional Batman fans. They don't really know what Batman is supposed to be. So they're just fine with whatever Batman you give them. Um, but that's not a kind of Batman you should try to make popular. I don't ever need my Bruce Wayne beating someone within an inch of their life. It just, it always rubs me wrong. Um, but like you said, Titans, I, they release in a, in a, within a month and a half. Yeah. So I assume we should be getting a full trailer no later than probably the beginning of next month. Hopefully well, we we'll see a lot of set photos and videos and shit. So. Right. Um, I, I swear I'll never understand how, when you have a full trailer on deck, you give us a teaser. Like what? What? Release the fucking trailer. Like, like what? What are we doing? Um. But anyway, that's all me and Joel got for you guys. Um. I did want to ask you this last question. Your thoughts on Samoa Joe being an enforcer for NXT? I like it. I wasn't sure what where Samoa Joe was going, so I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. And, uh, 
some guys need an ass whooping. So I, I like. <laughs> I do too. Uh, I read that. Um, what you call it? Triple H didn't know that Vince was letting uh, Samoa Joe go. So when oh. he found out, he immediately called Joe and said, "Don't go anywhere else. Let me find something for you to do to bring you back here." Um, and, and Joe, you know, I, I think Joe has a. I think a lot of these guys have a crazy amount of respect for Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Joe didn't want to go, but if you're being released, you're being released. You know, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Um, right. So I think when Triple H called him, um, you know, I don't know why Samoa Joe can't wrestle. I don't know why. I won't uh, speculate. Yeah, it's like an injury or whatever. I'm curious what it is because he hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania of, of last year. Yeah, that's some type of. I don't know. That's some. That's obviously something that the the WWE won't let him wrestle. Yeah, they don't want to be liable for. Uh, right. Same thing with with the Big Show, and that's why he left. But um, right, right, right. Yeah, so I'm glad Triple H was able to keep him. He's too hot of a commodity. He even was amazing as a commentator. Yeah, he was. He was a good commentator. You know, so I'm, I'm, like, I'm still shocked they got rid of Braun. You know, like holy shit. To me, let me tell you the only reason why that didn't shock me. It was clear for the past year and a half, they have no idea what to do with Braun Strowman. To be fair, they don't have no idea what to do with a lot of people. I would agree. And I would say, I don't understand why Vince doesn't just let more people go. You're just wasting them, bro. Just let them go where they want to go. Right. They're just holding on. You don't know what to do with anybody anymore, it looks like. so. Yep. Why? Um, I did listen to Renee. Um... uh, Dean Ambrose's wife, Renee, uh, yeah. I think, or something like that is her last name. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, not. Paquette. So sure. Oh, Paquette. Sorry. Thank you. Um, uh, huge shout out to her. She just uh, gave birth to her her little girl uh, right. a few days ago. But more importantly, I checked out her YouTube with an interview she did with uh, CM Punk. And I found something very interesting. CM Punk said there's not many people within the wrestling world that he would be interesting interested in fighting but he did say if uh if the story was right or if Vince just offered him a shit ton of money he does like what they're doing with Roman Reigns and that would be something that intrigues him um so huh. i could already see the angle of Paul Heyman screwing over Roman Reigns for either returning Brock Lesnar or returning CM Punk um, so I was excited to hear that. You know how much I love Punk, uh, and whatever can get him back in the ring, I'll take it. Uh, yeah. he, he was shooting down a lot of guys. He's like, right. Styles doesn't really excite me. Um, what's his Kenny Omega doesn't really excite me. Right. Um, you know, I fought really everybody in the WWE. Um, but he was really intrigued with what they've been doing with Roman Reigns. So, you know, I, I, me too. I, I like it a lot too. I even think they're going to utilize uh, – I think we're going to get a SummerSlam of John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Uh, they're queuing that up big time. Roman Reigns is doing a lot of shit talking to The Rock and to uh, John Cena saying, really? you know, I'm the real wrestler. You guys stay where you belong in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cena has mentioned, I think, like a, a month ago that, you know, he's not done with wrestling and he could be back in wrestling, you know, soon. Right. Um, so I could see it because, you know, you look at SmackDown and you go, who else are you going to have challenge um, uh, Roman Reigns? He's literally beaten all your big guys there. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and Seth is a heel. So you're not going to do heel versus heel. So you would imagine either, you know, you bring in a big name like The Rock or John Cena for SummerSlam um, or just, I guess, somebody new. You know, I don't know who that is. I'm not I'm not going to waste time time speculating, but he's really ran through everybody on SmackDown. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with that, but ain't much. It's slim pickings over there, especially with you and Alistair Black. Um, slim <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but all right. That's all me and Joel got for you guys on an all new episode of Figure It Out. Uh, wow. <laughs> much to do about nothing. <laughs> That's tomorrow. <laughs> I am already in the next day. Um, really quickly, uh, any new shows you've been um you've been watching? Oh man, I finished so many recently on Netflix. I ran out of those. <laughs> I got to start watching some new live action stuff on that. Only only uh, only thing standing is uh Supernatural because there's so many seasons. <laughs> I'm on season ten, or I'm about to be on season ten. So, um. Everything else though, I caught up on Who Killed Sarah. I've caught up on um shit. I mean I, it's every I, almost everything else basically. Uh oh Lupin. I like I really like that show. I recommend it. It's, it's French, but you, know, you can watch it in English if you want. Um Lupin is good. Um well, so what am I watching? Uh there's this new anime on Netflix that's pretty interesting. I've only seen like two episodes, but I I know I saw AJ talking shit about it earlier, but he doesn't like anything. Um, oh, then I'll, I'll make sure I make sure I watch it. it it's the um, I know which one you're talking about. Record of Ragnarok. That's what it's called. Oh, the no. I was talking to Tracy or Telsey or something. Oh, Tracy. Tra- tra- yeah. tra- that's not that bad either. It's okay. Uh, it looks what looked much better than it actually was, but it, it wasn't bad. Um, but I'm talking about Record of Ragnarok. And I think what I like about it so far is that it's the story is interesting. Um, and the anime, the animation's not that bad either, but I know he was, I don't know what he was saying, but he, I know he didn't like it. <laughs> um, but I, I liked it so far. I've always seen two episodes though, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> oh shit, we're running catching the finals on here. What, yeah, what that's awesome. I figured you would like that, yeah, because I, I saw the first two live action the other like a couple like a month ago, maybe. Um, the first two I saw, and I wanted to catch up on the anime and then then watch all of the live action films. I'm like, oh fuck, this is awesome! All right, cool. Um, I'm gonna have to catch up. <laughs> uh, let's see. I didn't know that was there. That's really shocking. All right, cool, cool. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to get to um, watch again. There you go. So I caught up on Atypical. That's a really good show. I finished Lucifer, also a good show, but I'm done with Lucifer because obviously Lucifer's done. Yeah, he's done with us. Yeah, he's done with us. There's no more Lucifer shows coming, unfortunately. Uh, Witcher's coming back soon. I can't wait for that. Stranger Things will be back eventually. Um, oh, jeez. I got a, a Legend of Korra. I was started, but I never finished. I got to eventually. You never finished Legend of Korra, bro? Never finished Legend of Korra. I am shocked. I don't know why. I just can't get all the way through. I got. I'll, I will. Um, the Sinner. That's a good show too. Kingdom. I know. I just saw a trailer for the, the next season. I guess or whatever the fuck it is. That looks dupe. 
Uh, I love that show, Kingdom. Uh, the Korean zombie show. Yeah. Yeah, dope. I'm actually going to start Black Summer, I think it's called. My dad recommended. I heard that was... So um, maybe I'll check that out. Um, I I just got through... I did a movie binge. So I, I got through A Wrath of the Man. You know how... Um, uh, is it good? Uh, I fucking loved it, man. So many twists and turns. It's really good. Um, you know I'm horrible with names. Uh, God, oh, director. Why can't I think of the director? Uh, I know who you're talking about. He did The Gentleman. Guy Ritchie. Sorry. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Guy Ritchie's on my Mount Rushmore of directors. So anything Guy Ritchie does, I will always swear by. I will take no slander. Um, but I love Wrath of a Man. Very, very, very good. Felt Wrath of Man was Guy Ritchie. Good. Got it. Um, I saw uh, a Quiet Place too. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me let me say this, Joel. You will enjoy it. Let me let me preface it by saying that. But I do think people were. I, I think it's way overrated. It's nowhere near as good as everyone was making it sound. Um, it's a solid movie that when you get to the end, you kind of will go, "Huh, okay." But it's, it's nothing, <laughs> but to me, it's nothing like like how that first one left you, and it's why I said I didn't really need a sequel to to this movie. Uh, now we know we're we're not only getting another movie, uh, but they're even talking about possibly a series for for this. And I'm just like, oh, you guys just don't get it. This is this is the kind of magic it, that's almost impossible. What? <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, so don't don't keep playing with it till people get tired of it. Ended high. Um, so Quiet Place Two I saw, Wrath of a Man I saw. I finished the show uh season one, sorry, season one of Evil. I just started season two yeah. that premiered uh Sunday. That's all oh, fuck, it's back. I gotta watch that shit. Yeah, it's on Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. I love Evil, yes. I can't oh, wait. I love that show so goddamn much. It is very well done. Uh, and Mike Holter is showing that he can act. Like, he really sure can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love him. I love him for that. I love that show. Um, anything else I've been watching? I, I, I don't think so. Um, I can, I'm continuing watching Burn Notice. Good show. On season oh, three. Speaking of which, and it's not a spoiler at all, he's in Wrath of a Man. Oh, good shit. Wrath of a Man. Man, when I, tell you, when I tell you, I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham, and uh my boy Jeffrey Donovan. said from Archer, I can only get but so erect. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, Arthur is uh Arthur, wow. Archer, Archer. will be back uh in August. And um she did out. she did film all of her scenes before uh, she passed before she passed away. <laughs> Oh, so sad. So, so sad. Uh, I here's the thing: Archer is a series that FX has said numerous times they've wanted to end, but it has such a big fan base. It's just like, well, shit. Well, if they're gonna keep watching, I'll keep funding it. Um, but I do kind of feel like with her passing, you know, it already killed me when um, uh, the old man passed away. The the guy who voiced the old man, and it's why they yeah. killed him off in the show. Right. Um, so I'm like, now that she passed away, it's like, I think you should start to wrap this show up. It's been 10, 11, 12 seasons in. It's, wow. it's time. Yeah, it's time. Um, not many people can be Simpsons, South Park, and Family Guy. That That's that's a rare. Yeah, it is. 
Um, but Rick and Morty made its comeback. Yeah, I saw that. That was fucking hysterical. That was... I I tell you, man, the guys that write that show, you gotta be a sick (laughs) individual to make Aquaman into a sex addict. It was more like Namor. (laughs) It was a little bit more like Namor, you're right. Uh, But controlling the police with your penis was like the most (laughs) weirdest way to spend a Sunday night. You can control the police. (laughs) (laughs) It was just the weirdest thing. It was like, Rick, how can don't ask me, Morty. He just controls the police. I don't know what you want me to say. He just controls it. Uh, I might actually rewatch that when, when I'm done with this. But I think I will um, too. <laughs> anything else you want to add, uh, show wise? I got Apple now, so I've been. I watched uh, Ted Lasso. Really? Oh yeah, season show. two trailer dropped. Yes, the first season was incredible, so I can't wait for season two. And I just finished up season. I just got it last. I just what last week, and I finished it already. So I'm like. I miss it already. <laughs> it's over. So Ted Lasso was really good. Uh, it's a quick binge too. It's only a couple episodes and short. Uh, and I started C with um, Jason Momoa. Interesting show for damn sure. Um, I can't wait to continue that. Uh, I just started that shit today. Um, what else? Is, um, and of course, uh, now that you told me Evil's back, I'm going to check out Evil. I mean, uh, re. re- continue watching is what i mean oh them on amazon you ever seen them on amazon no uh oh, i heard, I heard it was terrifying so i, I oh, did it that show's good though oh my god it kept, it kept me wanting more i was like holy shit this is this show's crazy yeah you uh, you aj and my dad swear by it but I'll, I'll just take your word for it you should definitely check it out though it's really good yeah my level of creepy extends to very little things joel i'm, <laughs> I'm more gore porn than i am like a psychological oh no. uh, mind fuck like don't, like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah i can't do that um but yeah so make sure you guys we've given you so much shows to check out make sure you check out these shows uh and evil put that at the top of your list guys that show is fucking phenomenal put it right at the top of your list um, especially if you're one of those people that are like, nah, science definitely defines how everything works in the world. Watch <laughs> this show. <laughs> watch, yep. watch this show. Word. Um, but all right, that's all me and Joel got. We're gonna get out of here, get some sleep. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to an all new episode of Much Ado About Nothing and clearly not figure it out. Uh, I mean, me and Joel will be on another podcast uh tomorrow, so stay oh, tuned yeah. for that. Uh, But thank you guys, and we will see you same time, same place next week. Till then, peace.